Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, we have got some more technical issues this evening, although you won't hear them now. Hopefully we're free of them. Our servers, uh, which we use in the cloud, are not working again. We're not happy, are we? you that posh, you've got servants. Ding, 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 servers. ding, 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 Zincaster, sort your shit out or we're going somewhere else. That's all Ooh, I'm going to say. From Ooh. the biggest podcast recorded on Zencaster, take that. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. No. No, of course it's not. <laughs> anyway, you've only got nine listeners. Oh, really, others. Anyway, Jesus anyway, Christ. we're not we're not on podcast. Podcast. Okay. We are a football Explicit podcast. Already. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's Sean, going tixy boo at West Ham. I, I read a, I read a review of this podcast that said, "Go away." Yeah, <laughs> That said, whenever they try, whenever another subject comes up, one of the other presenters annoyingly says, "This isn't a subject podcast." <laughs> Where was that review? I don't know. I read it somewhere. It's like someone always annoyingly says, "Well, this isn't a weather podcast. This is a West Ham podcast." That is one of our trademarks, isn't I know, it? Yeah. It's annoyingly yeah. annoying someone anyway uh this is season nine episode 25 although obviously you've there was you, a, you've started it as 26 we, only they know that oh. you, i've said 26 there because actually there was this weird sort of hammer podcast history stuff that nigel and kane town lynn did but but really it's episode 25 so why didn't you put 25 well because i forgot oh. But if you hadn't mentioned it, the listeners wouldn't even know it was 26. Just because it says 26 on our uh, technology, I really it's don't mind either way. So. Anyway, uh, it's, not good an ep- it's not an episode numbering podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is a football podcast. Nigel, welcome. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. It's looking a bit bad. Mm. I'm, I'm, Hey, there it is. Bit bad, the last of the, of the panels um, got took down today, so it's the, when I rung you yeah. before you came on air, all I could hear is screwing in the. Well, background. I was unscrewing. Oh yeah, actually. Oi, oi. Unscrewing. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. 
the opposite of the screen. <laughs> what, what were I you unscrewing? I was unscrewing <laughs> the last of my two bowling panels uh, that need to be transported to their new home. Oh. So I'm literally sit, sitting in an empty shed because I've put in, in a raised floor. So I've done three quarters of the raised floor and these last two panels are in the way. So it's just a oh, new program okay. uh, trolley, which I'm wondering what to do with All it, right. and I've made it into a toolbox. It's quite handy. Yeah. You're on another podcast tomorrow, aren't you? you you doing that from uh, – you'll, you'll go podcast mad. Are you yeah, doing that from, from the, the shed? shed yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Anyway, podcast uh, man. George, <laughs> you're going podcast man. Podcast mania. <laughs> um, no, uh, sorry, uh, George, where are you? Hello. What are you doing? I'm at home recording a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> and John, last but not least, where are you? What are you doing? In my loft, talking to you. <laughs> Right, we have got a full house tonight because nothing's going wrong at West Ham. It's all tickety-boo, isn't it? Um, does anyone want to talk? Well, did anyone go to West Brom in the <laughs> FA Cup, first of all? Does anyone want to talk about it? Well, I went. Do you want to talk about it? I was sitting there in my seat and looking around and it was packed which is unusual because in a league game, I've normally got loads of empty seats around me. But near enough, every seat was sold around where I was. I was the only season ticket holder. Baggies fans. No. It was full yeah, of I'm sure. parents with kids. The woman behind me was like a typical East End woman telling her kid, now you're going to hear swearing, but remember, don't repeat it at home, but it's all right at football. But well, I don't want to hear you saying it. And then she sat behind me, shouting and cursing <laughs> and swearing. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know, I had a family of of uh, next to me whose kid plays for the under eights and spent after game taking selfies and recording the game and just generally annoying me. It was a bit like an England game, you know. You just <laughs> where, the, where the school kids are turned up. Yeah, but that's the future of the club, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bought tickets, oh. but they didn't turn up. Why is that? So I bought two tickets. How did not get over was, that? He just did it with a point. I know. Don't listen well, to him. They I, didn't turn up. I did get an extra point, but I did buy tickets and they didn't turn up. That is true. Why did the way? Um, did you buy them too late or something? No, I bought them on time, so I don't know why the tickets didn't turn up. But sort of other things came along, and I'm a a, a small gathering that night so I I was sort of struggling to make it back and my son who was coming with me wasn't very well and had a cold it was your birthday, so I just thought and, and the it was my birthday and my tr- and the trains weren't running as well and I just thought do you know what I can't be bothered to complain that my tickets haven't turned up so not only would have I had to you know argue with the trains argue and, with the train sorry fight and challenge what the train what stand at the front of the train fight the train train and, but I'd also have to go to the ticket office to get my tickets. Uh, so, I do, yeah, I gave it a miss. But at least I got, as uh, Nigel said, at least I got a More than West Ham got. And it only cost me 20 quid. Yeah. So, Don't um, get points in cup I games, mean, Nigel. Look, yeah. 
David Messiah, metaphorically speaking, uh, Moisaya. <laughs> David Moisaya put out uh, the strongest team he could, couldn't he? In the second half, Nigel. he did. Um, well, you say that, but he put out the strongest uh, team that was hold fit up, hold because up. we knew no Antonio team with Carlos Sanchez in his strongest team. <laughs> All right, the most experienced team that he could, bearing in mind both. Uh, O'Bonna and O'Bonna Antonio <laughs> is this a new Irish player <laughs> <laughs> was allegedly injured and could not pay the whole 40 minutes leave me alone <laughs> leave him alone it was his birthday and he's had a hard oh, weekend to him <laughs> I have had a hard weekend he has had a hard is weekend what, is that what the missus said as well that ship is sinking <laughs> do you want to know the stats no <laughs> Oh, go on. Go on then. I think <laughs> it would be quite stats. interesting. Uh, well, I have to look out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> under the item of West Ham. By the way, we lost 1 0 against 10 men, uh, West Brom, after they went down. What was it on 72 minutes? They scored on nine minutes. And here's the stats. Finally, West Ham had 56% of possession, which meant they, the baggies had 44. West Ham, ready for this? Had 15 shots, three on target. The baggies had 11 shots, three on target. So we have more possession, more shots. Well, I think that's about it. I'm not sure there's anything really more you can say about the game, is there? Ain't worth wasting our time. We're out of the FA Cup, just to be clear. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, uh, Slavin Bilic is a nice guy, isn't he? Do you know what? I was pleased for him in a way. I mean, the thing about Slav is he says all the right things before the game and, and whenever he's asked about West Ham, you can tell he's got nothing but love for the club. And, and you know, we, we don't have to question Julian Dixie's what he thinks of the club because I think it's out there to know. You know, he, he's sort of up there with, with, with Billy Bonds and Brooklyn for me, Julian Dix. Well, about Brooklyn. John, have you got anything constructive to say about the FA Cup match? Uh, no. George, have you got anything constructive to say about it? Um, I'm trying to think of something, uh, but I don't think I do. Okay, nothing to see here. We lost against... Uh, we didn't mention um, Leicester City, because I think we played them in between. Let's even roll over that, because it was embarrassing. We've lost two games. Nothing to see here. Move on. But probably what we do want to talk about is that there's been a bit of turmoil at the club since the last time we recorded. And moving on from the protest, there seems to be a, a change in the media since the Leicester City loss and the uh, Baggies loss, where... Maybe the media were towing the line before. They were doing more. They were suddenly doing more we than had. towing the line. They were actively trying to diminish what's been going on and, and um, actually trying to overstate what they've achieved there, I think. So I think they were actively going the other way. So we, we've seen quite a lot. So it started off, uh, and, and John sent me this to begin with, with a son column uh, by uh, a chap called Mark Irvine 
uh, or Irwin, Irwin rather, who writes for The Sun. He's a Sun columnist, and uh, he called, um, I think he called the owners jazz mag moguls. Uh, and he said in his piece, it was in the printed Sun earlier this week, it is probably a good, or last week rather, it's probably a good job the supporters are now so far from the pitch they cannot see exactly how bad the football has become. Um, this is a, obviously a newspaper that Karen Brady writes for. Some reporter, Duncan Wright, joined in saying, alarming how a Premier League club uh, can quite get itself in such a mess and completely unbalanced in adequate squad as West Ham. Serious lack of identity and vision and just know they are making up on the hoof ahead of deadline day too. Uh, Sunday came on Sky, Sunday Supplement. John sent me a number of these. Guardian journalist uh, Jonathan Liu said, it's a Premier League club in London and generates huge amounts of cash, and it's being run like a fruit stall. Probably the best stuff came from Daily Telegraph sports writer Matt Law. Uh, I won't go through everything. He said you can read it. Well, I've printed it on Clarence here as well. Um, but he says, uh, uh, moaned about the move and the infrastructure and one scout and a lack of infrastructure. And he ended up just saying it's a shambles, an absolute shambles there. Tony Cascarano <laughs> also said to talk sport a lot. <laughs> I'm going to carry on. A lot is wrong upstairs at West Ham. I'm, a, I'm not a fan of the owners and there's a lot going on. Uh, not to leave out the Daily Mail, Daily Mail's chief sports writer, Oliver Holt, said, it's not, it's, it, is it not even vaguely puzzling that Karen Brady is held up as a paragon of business savvy and she, she runs a club that is a total car crash? Uh, there, there's, a, there's an article from uh, Seb Staffan Boer, who runs 442 or is journalist for 442, who says West Ham are drifting towards disaster. And that was just today. And of course, not forgetting BT, BT Sports Pundit and two-time hammer Joe Cole, who says, you feel the frustration from West Ham fans. They're not a hard bunch to please. They just want players who fight, who graft, but there's little, and they want a little flair. West Ham have not won anything for 30 years. David Moyes hasn't got pressure to win the FA Cup but fans want to see a team that's pulling in the right direction. I think the problem lays with the owners and the board in the eyes of the fans. There is a counter-argument to say they spent money, but they've not spent it wisely. It's a bit of a culture, well, not a culture change, it's a bit of a, a tide change in the media in the last 48 hours. Did you see the Allardyce thing today as well? Um, Did I not send you that? And I saw the, oh yeah, the Allardyce as well. That was pretty um, damning, that's just a small Allardyce. Allardyce revealed that um, David Sullivan used to bring in presents. Not the kind of presents you might think. He'd turn up the training ground and go, I bought you a present. And uh, he said he would bring him a centre-half and basically admit his if he didn't, get, you know, if he didn't play the centre-half. He said if you, don't, if you didn't play the centre-half, you were for the can. I don't know if he was joking or not. Look, without a doubt, the mood has changed. And what started off, you know in my view, that was a small protest. There's been a perfect storm where result after result, we're just not turning the corner. David Moyes is not getting it right and we're not signing anyone in the transfer window. A West Ham fans are quite rightly completely frustrated. Look, I'm not going to suddenly switch. It wouldn't be very credible if I suddenly said, I'm balled out, Gordon, I'm 
board neutral, neutral etc. But I'll say this to all of you. I'm fed up with defending them anymore. I'm, I'm not going to be the last turkey in the shop. Both myself and Hugh at Clarence Hugh have decided the days of us defending the board are over. We've run most of the stories I've just told you now today. We're just here to report the news. We're a news outlet and we report the news. Um, and I really believe, uh, and I know this is you're going to say, oh, well, this is a turncoat thing to say. I, I think their time is up and, and we need someone new. Now, I'm, I'm not sure we're going to get someone new because, you know, someone needs to buy us. But it's time to probably sell up. Let someone else come in who's got some vision and dream that will invest in the club. And, yeah, that's all I've got to say. The only other plan B, by the way, and I'll just say this and I'll let you three come in, is for them to sack Karen Brady, bring in a CEO, an experienced CEO like Peter, Peter Kenyon or someone of that ilk. Uh, David Sullivan take a complete back seat role like David Gold and not get involved at all, just be a silent partner and let an experienced CEO like Peter Kenyon rebuild the club from the the ground up while the board's there. That's the only CEO he knows, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. No, no, I'll be honest. I don't know any other CEOs. So there you go. Look, look, you can give me grief about it, but that's that's how I feel. I I feel... We wouldn't give you grief. Come on. Well, I don't want to say suddenly say I'm bored out because I'm. But you're not, sick of them you know? and you want them to go. I know where my. But, but oh, what? I don't want. I'm not sick of them. I'm. I'm. I'm suggesting. Look, you're sick Mike of defending, defending the indefensible. Is that fair? Yes. 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 Well put. Well pet. Well put. I'm. <laughs> well put. <laughs> He's Jordan well, impression. <laughs> Do you want to look? Well, look it, it's embarrassing me for, <laughs> to say this because it's a bit of a turnaround. But look, I'm, 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 I'll take it on the chin like I always what do. What one? Right? <laughs> Multiple oh. ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know you're going to give me grief. I won't give you grief, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Classic. Oh, dear. Right. Can we move? Is there anything you want to say what's happened in the last week? Because you're going to say, I told you so, Sean. Um, well, all right, I'll go. I mean, you're taking this position. It's, it's been a long time coming, to be fair. I, I don't know. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. Um, I, I don't you either want them to be there or you don't. That's the way it is. A lot of people have now moved over the board out. Personally, rightly or wrongly, I think a lot of them have done it for the wrong reason. Um, If we had another six or seven points and we were sitting mid-table, I don't think a lot of the people that are now balled out and screaming would be doing it. I don't think the the, the spotlight would be shined on them by by the media at all. And generally, the media would be sitting there going, I don't know what you lot are moaning about. They've spent money. So the, the, the problem when, when, is when the press get their teeth into it, they don't just highlight the playing side. They will go find tooth comb and then highlight, you know, the fact that there are League One clubs with better training grounds than us. Um, the whole infrastructure of the club 
it's creaking. Uh, there, there's no plan ever been put in. If you look at the type of managers, th- th- they fluctuate from one style of play to another. And, and therein lies part of the problem that each time you change a manager, he'll want to bring in his own players and change the style of play. So if you'd have gone from Allardyce to Moyes, you probably could have been a bit of a seamless move. We went from Allardyce to Bilic. Bilic wants to play a more, what I would say, a West Ham type of football. Then we go to Moyes, who was as dull as dishwater, but did a job. And then we went to Pellegrini, which for me was the last throw of the dice. It was a gamble. You know, they walked into the casino, put it all on black, and unfortunately... It went red. And this is what they're paying yeah. the price for. And I, look, I, I feel sorry for them because oh. I don't think there was any malice. They, they tried, <laughs> but they, they're... Look, I don't no, feel no, sorry look, for them at all. I think all. Their, their, business, their business strategy is probably flawed from the days of running Birmingham. They think they can run West Ham like Birmingham. I, don't, I think they fought by bringing Pellegrini um, and... Really busting the bank as as something will reveal tomorrow, um, and it's not paid off. You could say it's been a lack of vision, it's been a lack of investment, etc. But they spent. Well, you could say that um, it hasn't worked out for them. And, and Nigel's right. If if we were not in the position we are on the football field and in the league table, this probably wouldn't be happening. I still think the, the move to the stadium was the right one um, but the football side an old argument a the move to the stadium only works if the football's right which, which goes back to yeah, what I wrote years and years ago was that if they move to that stadium and stay as the same old West Ham there's going to be hell to pay and and this is what yeah. they're now paying because yeah. it's four years down the line and this is the same old West Ham. Yeah. So the two are linked, the football and the stadium. So you can't say, I think the move was I, right. I agree. You know, as I say, well, all right. Well, I can. I'm not defending them anymore, but I still can say you know, the move was right. That's my opinion. You could actually say, opinions. put the Pellegrini um, project, possibly gambled the future of the club. And it, it is failed, and I think tomorrow we find out that there's a problem. Even though people are not listening today, so actually, Sean, yeah. I think we, you could actually say because it won't be uploaded tonight; it'll be uploaded tomorrow. Won't will it though? <laughs> well, usually, we'll the message yeah, yeah, but you've got yeah. you've got a late. Yeah. What do you think, late George? George, well, you want to well, uh, go, George? So, what's your thoughts? Yeah, you, well, you say that. Well, I mean, I'm probably the same as Nigel and John. I'm I'm pleased to see the tide turning. And, you know, just on a personal level, I've got people that always say, oh, why don't you go anymore? And come on, they've spent the money and that stadium's better than your old stadium. So to have the mainstream media starting to chip away at them um, in the way that we all have been for such a long time, the ones that have been unhappy, I think I'm, I'm pleased to see it. And I do, I do think it's a matter of time. I think there's a feeling around the club and noises being made from the board that, you know, I think it's a matter of time before they might, they'll be departing. Before you go, um, 
because I know we, we've started late because of technical issues, I do want to have your early predictions before you leave because <laughs> I know your dinner's ready for Liverpool uh, <laughs> on Wednesday and Brighton away. Uh, no, Brighton uh, on, on the 1st of Feb. I'm going to uh-huh. go for a 4 0 loss against Liverpool and a 1 0 win against Brighton. So we actually drop Ooh. into the bottom two there and then get out of it. Yeah. Mm. I believe so. And I'm not even going, and this will sound terrible, but what? I'm not going to be for this. That sounds games. terrible. What? Well, Liverpool, I've got the kids, and to try and pick them up, get back, and get out back at midnight on a school night is a real struggle, and we're going to be beat. So it, I know that sounds terrible. And on Brighton, I'm away in France. Um, I leave next Friday, this Friday, to go to France for three days. Um, like an international so jet sailor. Can't you ditch well. the kids? Yeah. Wednesday. What, on. Uh, no. Misses out, so if no. I've got, it, I would have to take them. I've sold the tickets now. They went like hot fire to to Liverpool fans, <laughs> so uh, well, they probably did actually. They were sold in seconds, so it's probably three Liverpool fans that have bought them. Um, so yeah, well, but we're going to get beat anyway. Uh, thanks, um, George, for joining us. Uh, enjoy your dinner, John. Well, yeah, the way not. Yeah, I, I agree with Nigel, obviously. I do feel there's a bit of a sea change. I think that, you know, you say if we had more points, the noises wouldn't come. But I think these noises are always inevitable because the 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 bottom line is the strategy and the infrastructure has never been put in place. So this is always going to collapse. That it, it just cannot continue yeah. being agent-led Sullivan whims players bought in you know it just could never continue that way and you know and it's so easy to say we should they should they should but we have been there for 10 years if they'd have done the professional correct thing at the time of the ownership when they came in and put the foundations in we would be reaping the rewards now And, and they could well have had a successful move they didn't need to spend billions they have spent money this last couple of years and like you say, it's going to come back and bite him on the arse. But, I mean, I, I personally think, I mean, so, out of all of what's gone on, I, I like that little dig at Brady because I think that does sum her up. I think she is a fraud. I honestly think she's a fraud. And So so let me go back to the plan B then. If if she was to be sacked... I, I think, Sean, I think she's got... Let go. And replaced by a I think she's CEO going anyway, then you, do you with, uh, with are, are, is that not in the ether anyway? I think she's it's she's had this thing with um you know, Marks um British Home Stores thing. She's had a couple of other things Mother around King. her Philip go Green. tits up that she yeah, so they're all gone mm. she's got West Ham this is damaging her all of this. So I think that she's on her way out anyway. So I think, you know, if they were to just do that I, I honestly mm. maybe a way so call me well. cynical but there's a bit of me that thinks he knows something <laughs> and that's why he's mentioning it, it's, it, it yeah Push. yeah well it's come out a couple of times so I, I think it's it's, and I, I don't think it's going to be satisfy the, the, the people like me who, who want them gone and new ownership but I mean I honestly think the reason that they they came in and did what they did I think 
they're always looking for legitimate to become sort of legitimized as as businessmen and i think they've always been felt they've been looked upon as these pawn barons and whatever and i think what's going to hurt them more out of all of this is that the people realizing how bad they've actually run the football club where they've been trading on the last 10 years as if they are professional legitimate businessmen and ladies and doing everything well and correctly and I think that's what's going to hurt them the most and I think history when they look back on them they were going to be looked at as incompetent basically fools that ruined the football club and I think that's what's going to hurt them the most they wanted a legacy of West Ham saviours and progressives and all they've actually done is showing themselves up for what they are which are like market traders trying to run a multi-billion pound industry company instant well someone said it was uh when the or the guardian journalist said it was they're running a fruit store they said it was you know apologize to uh, fruit store yeah. owners. i mean like like you say like when one of them said they're just they're like a laughing stock amongst the whole world of football especially across europe and you know uh, and i think that's yeah, what's going to hurt I, I, them the most i'm gutted no, for them what? i'm gutted for the club but, sean it's difficult to see a oh, way back for them. They could, they could stick their heads in the sand and do it. But you know what? You know, the, the reason some of this worked, because they know that it upset them in the past. They're not getting mm. young. You've seen the pictures of David did not look good. looking really ill after no, the game. Didn't look well. It did not look good. He's 83 years old. He doesn't go to a, as many games, away games as he used to. You know, um, David Sullivan had heart... Um, surgery in the past he, he has medication for his heart this can't be healthy for them both the stress he puts them through the frustration and the venom and the toxicity from the fans you know if if any of us were in that same position we would probably get why am i doing this why am i doing this um the only thing i'll say is and, and we've heard about mike ashley mike ashley put um, Newcastle up for sale in in late 2017. We're hearing today in the, the Telegraph it might get sold for 340 million. I don't know if that's going to come off to Saudi Arabians. Um, let's be honest, it might take a similar amount of time, even if West Ham was put up for sale tomorrow. You know, it doesn't. You can't sell a club overnight. Um, a company on generally to do the due diligence and everything else, look at the books and everything else takes between nine and 12 months usually to, to sell a company and do that. Yeah, there's nothing diligence. to say there's people queuing so, up. Uh, so, so on that then, what what is the no, way no. forward? Because something's got to give, isn't it? Something's got to give, yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know do, the answer, yeah, if I'm honest with you. I really don't know the answer. Well, let's, let's face it. I mean, we are, I personally think we're going to get relegated what do you think I think if we lose against Brighton we will get relegated I think it all comes down to well I um, think if we don't win against Brighton I think even if we draw against Brighton um, it will be extremely difficult it, it, the, the problem what I see the way I see it is is that the, the, the fan break the, the, the fan base is breaking down now into tribes and lining up and at some point lining up against each other um, 
Well, not massively, are they? Are well, they, are they... do you know what? I've had a few spats with people that, that generally I agree with, but then they start calling people like Sean scum and they're not West Ham. And, you know, I won't have that. No, Just but you, be... can, you can see that from people that are not aware of the whole of it you know if they're if if they're just been so I mean like you I can see your point as well you know I mean you you back at the bowling you try to mobilize everyone you you tried to do what you did and you've got a little bit about it things you know what sod everyone where were you then many years ago yeah but you know again we are where we are now and the fact that it's taken this for the majority of people to actually see it, see it all, they were blinded. A lot of people were blinded by the lies, the stories, the, the promises of everything. And they wanted to believe it. And, you know, you can't really blame people for that who are now um, turning around, who started, you know, they just wanted a bit of that glory. You know, okay, likes of me and you, we, we questioned at the time and we, we don't agree with it. Sean bought into it. And Sean bought into it so much that he's sort of bought the T-shirt and joined the club, you know. But, you know, there's a, there is a definitive turn now, I think. And I think the large, larger amount of the fan base are seeing it all with this story about the training yeah, grounds, the structure. What, the, what but, I see is, though, is that I, I see the people and, and you know, I, I got a text the other day from a very good friend who, you know, was against the move with me. And that's how we met. And basically, you know, he said, where were all these people, you know, years ago? I know. And but, I but replied, they were calling us CUNCs and Spurs fans. And, and and that is what happened, believe it or not, back in the day. That's what we did get called by a certain section. We were Luddites, um, dinosaurs, you know, we were got called Spurs fans. We don't want to see this club be successful. And now they've moved to this side. They're calling those that think the same way they did years ago, but still think it scum and everything. And I'm like, oh, hold up a minute. You know, I didn't resort to that when you was on the other side. You can't behave like that. But that's, is that indi- that's, you have to say you. That's well. individuals, though, Nigel. No, is well, that not I, just, I'm, just you know, individuals? And, so. and there's a bit of me that when I look at um, when I look at the fan base that's, that's sort of mobilising to protest and whatever. Th- th- there's an age group there, heavily, you know, in numbers. That's our age group, and. Perhaps it took Saturday to sit around, you know, a load of day trippers and kids to think, are we being outnumbered here? Because by rights, that game Saturday, there should have been about 30,000 there. But there weren't. What you know, there was more people sitting by me than there was a league game. I was the only season ticket holder in the five rows. None of my mates or people I knew or the same faces I've seen week in, week out for the past three years, none of them were there. But all the seats were filled where normally I'll have four, five, maybe ten seats empty around me. So therefore that doesn't that kind of tells you that if they were if they could have got it right or had, had been competent at what they were doing, they could have done this. 
you know, they could have pushed past the, the shit state at the stadium and everything. So it does bring you back round to everyone's here because of the state of things. But the state of things isn't just the stadium. It's the complete incompetence of their 10-year tenure. So, you know, what I know people that went at the weekend that haven't been for 18 months or whatever, took kids up there and, you know, that's what you had on Saturday, I would have thought. People got a cheap ticket to go for a game of football. Yeah. Kids were a quid um, and the cheap tickets up by Nigel were tenner. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it was a cheap game. And the, the mad thing is, 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 is I, I remember FA Cup third round, fourth round games at the Bowling. And if you had 24,000 there, I'd be surprised. Against yeah. teams of the quality of West Brom. So... Look, I I don't go anymore. I've I accepted that we I accept we there's nothing we can do about that stadium. No. That we you know that stadium is our stadium now, and that's where we are. And so I accepted that. So if I don't like what's going on, I don't go anymore. But mm. if them lot weren't in charge anymore, I would go because that's the only way I could see myself. Because I I despise them so much for what they've done. I can't put any money in their pockets anymore or go it just drives me nuts mm. but if there was new ownership there and you could see there was a, they were coming in and doing things in a lot of you know like a football club should I could accept that ground and I could go again but until then that's me done I won't buy another ticket up there so good I think that's pretty much I think you know we've all got to accept the fact we can't rebuild the bowling Yes, so but yeah. th- that, but that's the point. When I see when I see the people complaining about what they want, what are they protesting for? Because there's there's so much. If they were protesting to get the owners out, I could sort of buy into it. But you know that they want to protest about you know you know the, the long walk will always be the long walk. The fact that there's no that there's no independent sellers is a problem. But will there ever be independent sellers? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know the will of the club, do you? We, we but the generally club don't, don't control the park. So that's an LLD DC thing. So why ain't they allowing it? Because they could actually say to West Ham, well, actually, we're going to allow uh, scarf sellers and whatever. We're going to have stalls that we'll get the money for because they're, they're losing money and over fist on the stadium because they're now the owners of the stadium as well. And this is what I don't understand. Is it all in cahoots? Is it all together? But what yeah. will change? If they sell up, what will change? Nothing, really. Well, do you know what? John asked me a question earlier, which is a really interesting one. He said, what will it cost uh, if West Ham went down? Because it's well known that the moment we pay 2.5 million, plus a little bit extra with index link, 2.7 million, to the stadium owners for our rent. So the contract says if we're relegated, we pay half. We pay one2 Five million properly and another 200,000 extra, so about 1.45 million. However, as I said to John, the stadium makes a massive loss, and the stadium Which makes a massive on, loss because on average, you, what, annually it's losing what? Annually, the whole group, and there's some finance charges in there, it, it loses uh, the turnover is about 29 million pounds loss. Well, twenty-five million they spend out. There's some other bits. The actual group loss, E20, thirty-four million pound it lost last year. Who owns the stadium? Thirty-four million pound. Now, some of that is legacy through financing charges and everything. But but the point is, every single game they put on, they lose money because the amount it costs to hire the hundreds, over a thousand stewards. I tell you what. If you go down to the championship and, and the stadium's half empty, you've only got crowds of 30,000 or less, they don't need enough that many stewards. They, they could half their... Depends if we get Millwall. They could half their stewarding, yeah, except for Millwall, they could half their stewarding bill and probably be better off from... With they could make less losses. With by stewarding. You know, we have the these searches on the bridges, yeah. yeah. Quickly. I yeah. find it strange because there's a lot of games where I think, I don't... I don't when go to other grounds, we never had searches at the bowling. We never had trouble. It's because it's a terrorist well, target. It is a, it is a national... You say that. It's a terrorist get this. target. This is funny. Time. So, obviously, I'm sitting in the stadium and I put my hand in my pocket and pull out a screwdriver <laughs> that I'd forgot I'd put in my pocket. <laughs> yeah? And it's quite a small screwdriver. Yeah. Uh, it's for wiring up very small, mm-hmm. like low voltage panels, and it it would cause someone damage if, if you like to stab someone because it's very small mm. and sharp. And you're thinking, were you wanded? Yes, were you wanded or were you? Yeah, you were. And it didn't pick wanded, out. you know. And you think, what an absolute joke it is! If I've walked in with a screwdriver, I didn't even know it was in my pocket. I forgot it was there. Yeah, it's not the best search. You've got to get... Uh, I heard that there was a lot of problems getting people through the turnstiles on 
on Saturdays. Well, not me. I, I, you know, I, I was amazed. I left my house quarter past two, uh, got parked up in the car park where I go, and I was in the ground at five to three. Oh, maybe it was people who came a bit early. Anyway, I'm keen to move on because uh, we, we might have a part two later. Um, unless there's anything else to say, it's time for this. Yeah, it's Facebook, Twitter question time where you, the eight or nine or even ten listeners, get to ask Nigel some questions that you've thought about earlier and you want him to answer or any of us to answer. Have I filled in? You've done well, but we're just there now. <laughs> today I was slow. <laughs> you got me today. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. where we are, where we are. So, how do, how do you think we should go forward in stopping the impending civil war and heal the division between fans and owners? Mm. It's easy to tell the owners to do one. What else can be done? Uh, my old mate from the bowling, Fenners, says... Hello, I agree it's gone too far and so terribly sad and terribly sad. No one wanted to leave our home except for our owners. Uh, Nigel is right, he's putting brackets as always. <clears throat> yeah, thank you, Finn. Uh, we didn't do enough at the time to try and prevent the move. Uh, we all bought into the BS and the OS, and they treat real fans like mugs and bugs. And we need to show them now that it's time for them to leave our club and get some of our West Ham back. Uh, he suggests stadium protests like Burnley. It's sad and real football fans of other clubs really do feel for us. Uh, it, I, I just say, I'm not sure Burnley helps because it will be a, an excuse of why we went down because of fan protests inside the stadium so I know he hammers United even saying keep it classy uh, don't do anything to affect the team or, or the manager and and you know I agree with them I mean keep it classy personally um, with him now I think the only protest to be done is inside the ground really yeah I do I think you're wasting your time standing outside. They can look away. Um, next up is, is Dodsey, oh, who Dodsey. was at the game, because uh, I could see the back of his head from where I sit. He says, all right, my handsomes, how's you doing? He said, let's be honest, with the exception of Norwich and Bournemouth, we've not played well in any other game home or away which is probably not far wrong there. On Saturday, the whole game was summed up in the last minute when Creswell received a pass from Randolph, took three steps and passed it straight to a West Brom player. Uh, and he got... How would Dodsey know? He's not usually there in the last He minute. was there. He was there till the end. Uh, lots oh. of questions. So here we go. Why do you feel David Moyes sticks with Lanzini over four nails, who seems to get better every game? Here's a puzzle. Uh, I, I have no idea. I, 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 for me, I think it's something like, why did they keep picking George Best when he was drunk? Because you pick him on what you think he can do, not what he's actually doing. 
Fair it's probably a throwback to when he was here last time. Yeah. But the last time we, it was kind of, you know, last time we had Anatovic, who they, to be fair to him, he changed and got him playing, but his goals kept us mm. up. Well, maybe he thinks he can t- turn Lanzini into a striker. Well, you, if it worked for think it, but why not for Lanzini? Because Lanzini can, can't kick straight that Yeah, often. Lanzini's never really got the goals, but... Uh, he, he, yeah. A big thing that was at the game is: w- Were you embarrassed as me as having a running race with mascots at halftime? <laughs> more to the weird circus comments. It, well, even though, not only that, have you seen what's happened today with Man City? Man City have emailed or, or tweeted West Ham, going, "Oi, West Ham, why don't you take on our mascot and have shown a picture of their mascot?" beating three men at the Etihad, running the full length of the pitch. Well, look, I mean, no mascot race. It's a bit stupid. To have a mascot as a boiler, I mean, (laughs) I don't know if you know this. I do not know what West Brom are doing in the Midlands. And I, I, I don't know if they're the boiler men or... No, they're they're sponsored by Ideal. Oh, oh, is it? There you go. sponsored by Ideal, oh, which is a boiler well, Perhaps I thought perhaps some of the women are old boilers, and and that was. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. you can't. Think well, that. Have you seen them in the middle? I'm of the... guessing. You know, I was trying to guess. Some of the reports. Some of the reports I heard was that the uh, mascot race was the highlight of the day. So yeah, <laughs> it was for uh, BBC. Um, yeah, day. I'm not sure about it. Uh, Dodsey goes on do you feel the media are starting to turn on the Dildo Brothers and Baroness shit he said listening to Joe Cole on a Sunday supplement later ripped into the club and Joe basically said everyone comes to our club for a holiday Uh, which I think basically says Joe's not coming to join the coaching set up doesn't it yeah it it, it sort of does indicate that doesn't it and Sean for the record I leave three minutes before the final whistle and I always stand on the concourse right at the back just to make sure I don't get caught in the crowd which would delay my three hour journey back home yeah 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 (laughs) whatever you say Dodsey oh Maid Miriam He's got a message to all the people who got their bricks off John Joe Ehrman and those who bought their seats and ask them, can we return them so we can rebuild the Brolin brick by brick? <laughs> uh, if that's not possible, how about some more beer shelves, Sean? Or, or, or how about the yeah, owners sure. confirming a reduction in season ticket prices next year? Well, I think that would have to happen, wouldn't it? Well, it will be cheaper, well, wouldn't it? Well, if can you get any more cheaper than what I pay? <laughs> you know? Um, they may pay you to come next year. You know, part of the problem, I think, with the club are people like me. Yeah, I agree. I always thought that. You know, I am part of the problem. <laughs> you you are, know, they're not having my money. Problem. Yeah, but to be fair, to, to caveat that, can I just point out that I've probably scammed every owner of West Ham, not just Golden Sullivan. The problem is, you, but when you buy all those half and half scarves, none of that oh, money goes back to the club. Off. Yeah, but you know I don't buy up mascots. I, I haven't bought any. The thing I would say is actually is that I used to spend a lot of money. I mean, I wasn't the man from CNA. I was the man from the West Ham shop. I've got the jumpers in every colour, the T-shirts in every colour. In fact, I used to buy two of every colour, jumpers and T-shirts. 
So when I went to work, all I ever wore was West Ham T-shirts, West Ham jumpers, West Ham zip-up tops. You know, all that stopped. I think I used to spend, you know... When they put London on the bench. Yeah, I think I, I used to spend about four or £500 in the West Ham shop, maybe more, mm. on clothing a year. Stylish I know. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. get back to focus to the questions. Right, Paul Turner, he says, let's have some proper action. Let's get in front of the ball at every opportunity, not static marches in parks away from the stadium. We won't be united until the hated are removed for our club. Uh, there you go. It's uh, me and Paul singing up the same meme sheet there. Uh, Trevor Newman, he says, he, he's got... Uh, proper uh, answers here, Trevor. Proper investment in training facilities for starters. Uh, people keep banging on our league one sides are better than us. Could explain the constant injury problems, even with players who weren't crocs, will share before they come to us. Secondly, where is this world-class scouting network and department Sullivan promised a few years back? One employed scout and advertising for volunteer scouts. <laughs> Joke. I, I thought that was a joke until it was confirmed that it's true. Uh, thirdly, and this could be a big change for the fans' mood, Brady out. Install a proper chief executive who works full-time at the club and keeps their trap shut and tabloids and crappy websites, I've added that bit in, uh, not worth wiping your behind on. There you go. Thanks for that, Trevor. Mitch Taylor. He says he's not watching another game until Carlos Sanchez is gone from the club. Well, not long to go, hopefully. He can't think of a bigger waste of oxygen. Bit harsh, but money. Yes, I agree. To ever wear the shirt. And there's been a lot of competition in recent times. The ball, the ball need to get proper football people in and step back from the club. Uh, what is the policy? What is a playing identity, I think, which is a big thing. We've got no playing identity. All this talk about branding, what are we selling? Because I'm not buying it anymore. Paul Smith, they have a lot to answer for. Time for them to stand up and explain just how we find ourselves in this appalling position every level after 10 years of their ownership. Shame on them. John Mansfield. It doesn't seem to be anyone queuing up to buy the club. The only way things might change would be if we can arrange a fans' takeover. I'm sure if someone with reach were to be involved, we can make a valuation GSB have put on the club and run it Barcelona style. Blimey, what would that take? Well, they priced it. Would they value it, Sean? Didn't I put that up there the other day? And what? What? Who do? Who? What do? Who value it? Was it Deloitte or something? Didn't they put a valuation it on it or something? Four eighty. Like yeah, sorry, three eighty. I don't think it's worth any more than three fifty, as I've I've said, and I've written a article this week on Clarence Hughes saying how much they would have to pay. It's not as much to, if they sold it before two thousand twenty three. It's about eight million pound tax to the owners, which is hardly anything. I really don't. If if Newcastle's been sold three hundred and forty, I really don't think West Ham in its current position is worth any more than three fifty. I know. Brady puts on 800 on a website, but that's quite deluded. Um, so somewhere between three and 400 max is, is a valuation I see of, of West Ham. Well, that thing I put on there, which was on the Forbes list. Yeah. Yeah. They put the valuation at 478 million. Dollars. Pounds. 616 million dollars. All right. Okay. I don't see that. I, in the current market, 
I do not calculated in May 2019. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see that in in the current market. I really don't. Not not after two over two years, nearly three years um, of Newcastle being up for sale for 350 million. Really don't. All right, Dan Walski, uh, which is not one name that I've just elongated for fun. His name is Dan and Walski, uh, but he's known as. Dan Wolski to his friends. The board has to admit that they have failed to deliver. They need to address the shambolic structure of the club with staff in scouting facilities. They've got to step out of managing the club and the board. They need oversight and direction of the company, but not day-to-day handling. They need to put people who know what they're doing in roles and give them the, the tools to do it. But he, he said it's likely impossible that they will. Darren Kitchen says, we need a DeLorean and set it to 1980. And then he said he loved mine and Len's <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much, Dan. Lee Guest. We'll have to give that a... I haven't listened we'll to give it, it a plug. We'll have to give it a uh, Lee Guest says, it's gone too far now. There's nothing the owners can do to turn it around. Even if they do decide to sell, I wouldn't trust them to sell to the right people. Look what happened when they sold Birmingham. Gary Prince, your mate, Sean. The mould needs... No, best really mate, sorry, yeah. So the, the board needs to admit that they have failed massively. Brady out has to go, and they need to bring in longer term strategy and stabilise the club. They've also got to be open to offers to buy the club. <sighs> I mean, is, can they have a long term strategy when you're 83 and 71? <laughs> well, they, they can for their families, I guess. I mean, do, I mean, do you believe any of this stuff? I mean, that that deal that Trip Smith got involved with our club with the investment and that, do you feel he's literally got anything to do with the future of this club? Well, it depends. So, first of all, Trip Smith is not a billionaire himself. He's made a lot of money and he's got tens of millions and maybe hundreds of millions, but he's not a billionaire, right? He made his money, he founded... Um, an investment fund that got bought up by Blackstone, which are, that managed billions of pounds, particularly buying up distressed assets. He retired from them last year or the year before. Um, and How old is he then? Is he old, is he? He's uh, in his late 50s, I think, maybe 60. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, now, there's no doubt that he knows a lot of people in the industry. And if he was to... Put, he would be well-placed to put together a consortium. Now, I'm not aware of him actively putting together a consortium. And people inside the club often tell me, oh, he's only he's just interested in a bit of football. He's got no ambition to buy the whole club. But he would say that. Look, he, he is a, he's a proper businessman. He's been used to managing billions of pounds worth of assets. If, if... Uh, the the owners decided to sell and they've had enough, then I wouldn't be surprised if he led a consortium to buy the 90% of shares um, because he's already got 10% himself. But I don't think he's got the funds to buy. How much has Brown got? Brown and the Harris family. Yeah, Brown... 3.8%. 3.8%. So Brown and the Harris family own 3.8% between them. Um, Gold owns 36.1%. And, uh, and so does... And, and, and David Sullivan owns 50.1%. And that's... that's 
I mean, you've got to, you, you, you could to... see you could see Sullivan sell his fifty point one percent and go not sell and stay on as an investor, but um, you know. So say some someone genuinely, I mean, how much do you think it would take to get that stadium off the LWC? Well, it's not just a case of getting the stadium. I mean, the political problems, I'm sure, could be overcome because it's it's costing taxpayers thirty million pound a year to fund this. The real problem is, that as business people, why would you want to buy a club that at the moment rents for two point five million, and yet if you took over the stadium, even if you turn things around, which I'm sure is possible, you would be losing tens of millions or over ten million pound a year. It's possible to turn that stadium around with its current infrastructure yeah, and you know not how, lose money. Do you know how to so do it? We've got I keep telling you, stop moving right. the seats backwards. No, knock it stop down. moving the seats. Push the seats <laughs> yeah. back. But that won't do right. it on its and own. And leave them it back. Costs... Leave them. But, but that only accounts for £4 million. £6 million last year with the baseball. Without it this year, £4 million. But they're having baseball this year. All right, well, it's £6 million again then. But it's six million pound out of thirty million. The problems are far deeper, and it's not a stadium podcast. The problems are far deeper than just moving the seats backwards and forwards. It's the contracts for catering. It's the contracts they've outsourced everything, and some of these illegal binding contracts going for twenty-five years. It's a mess. But that's not West Ham's mess. That's the LLDC's mess. Would they sell it? Probably, but it's a poison chalice at the moment. The, the problem you get for me is if they sell it to West Ham, yeah, do they open themselves up to a legal challenge from other football yeah, clubs that have had to fund and purchase because it then becomes sort of well, state. I don't think subsidising though because you would have to pay money. Do you know where the value of West Ham comes? It shows that Man City is one of the most valuable clubs in the Premier League. They don't own their own stadium. Only in your own stadium. No, but they fully control the stadium. They do, they do operate the stadium. They don't fully control it, but you're right, they do yes. operate it. Uh, they don't own it. The true value in the future for an investor. So West Ham's a basket case at the moment. If you look at the finances, which are about to come out, if you look at the assets, etc., it's a basket case. It's not worth investing $400 million. The true future... True value is the fan base. No, the true future, you're almost right, is pay-per-view. In the future, clubs will control their own streaming rights. That is a big payday. It will make the current deals from Sky small in comparison. That's why everybody wants a global brand, because they want to sell their rights. In the future, this whole Amazon streaming um, experiment will be clubs will own their own streaming and we'll sell well, the Premier League. The Premier League essentially needs to set up its own streaming channel. Well, it will do. I'm, I have that, no doubt. It can determine it. Five or ten years to come, that's exactly what will happen, John. But, of course, some clubs may want to do it themselves and not include the Premier League because guess what? They won't want to share with the smaller clubs. So clubs, the top clubs will want to... Some clubs may want to uh, play uh, in a European league. They may do. Anyway, we're, we're slightly drifting off the issue. We digress. Yes. Aaron Watkins, Sean, it seems to some extent the media bubble burst this week and they started seeing how angry many of the fans yeah. are, the pundits criticising the way the club are run. Yeah. Uh, are the ball taking notice at long last? Sorry. Yes, they are. Yes. All right, the board are taking notice, Aaron. With the next phase of protest organised, right, now this is 
a good point. He says here, why can't the club come out for once and do an honest assessment of where we are? If we have no money, how and why? If the stadium isn't how they thought it'd be, how and why? Where do they see the club going and how do they want it to be? Open, honest assessment instead of smoke and mirrors. Uh, he then says, Saturday was embarrassing. It shows how bad the squad is. Now, I'm going to put that on to you. Would that actually help? Well, obviously, this is something that I've said to you in conversations, and that I actually believe that if the, if they came out and, and, were, and were honest, there was dialogue and honesty. It may be it's the only way forward to pacify a certain section of the fan base, because the problem is that it's, it's okay to, to celebrate ten years of you owning a football club, but to do it in the manner they did with them interviews was absolutely delusional yeah. because of the, the message was so against what everybody is thinking. It, it makes us think, are they still trying to, do they think they can still pull the wall over their I, eyes? I, I don't they, know. Oh, I, I think they tried to do the interviews and it gave more oxygen to the protests and probably backfired on them. I think they're wary of, of talking too much probably. and whatever they say will be twisted. Again, I'm not defending them anymore. It's up to them. But I, I think there's the, the strategy so far has been pretty poor. But do you not think? So Why? What about you? So, if just say, for instance, yeah. hypothetically speaking, yeah. you know, someone from the club rings you up and goes, "Sean, what do you think we should do?" I um, believe what I said <laughs> earlier, which is you need action, speak louder than words. I would relieve Karen Brady of her duty. I would. Um, a experienced CEO in and I would ask that CEO to give a hundred day plan and I would make a commitment that the two owners would take a back seat and they would not be talking to the media anymore and and let the CEO do the talking of what the future and vision was for the club. That's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Go and get Obviously. Levy out of Tottenham. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Anyway, yeah, we've got to move on because we've got we've got yeah, another part two. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got a few people as well. Yeah. I will skip through these quickly then. Lord Toby Bean, the board show passion by signing at least two good players that improved the side by Friday. Eleven players that walk out on the pitch every game show their passion and pride and the play for the full 90 minutes. He wants the manager to show passion by substituting and dropping anyone that don't give the 100%. Uh, the owners need to make a statement admitting their plans have gone awry and state their intentions to improve the club, addressing a lot of the points raised in the last few weeks from investment in the team training ground and transfer policy. And the supporters bar will be open at five o'clock on Wednesday, people, if you're listening. Who, who said that? That was the email just pinged up. All right, uh, yeah. uh, the fans then do their part by singing. Uh, Finally, Karen Brady needs to announce she's stepping down. New CEO. Someone has to carry the can for the last 10 years, and he's got to be Lady Macbeth herself. Uh, thanks for that, Lord Toby. Yeah. Uh, Davy Jones, old Ziggy Stardust. Evening all. Sad old state of affairs when we can't even beat West Brom's second team. The divisions have gone a step too far, and not even a hint of a sale in carrots and huge will quieten the whole <laughs> Personally, I wonder where he's going then. And then, sorry, it's made me laugh. Personally, I think it's shit or bust, and time to record all the young dudes. 
from Lauren. I wonder where you was going, Dave. Do you think it would go some way if the bald sack Brady is a sacrificial lamb? I think it would I be think a it, start. I think it will help. But again, it has to be with another CEO who, who's got a lot of experience and it's got to be completely hands-off. We know David Gold doesn't get involved. David Sullivan would have to be a sacking, Sean. All right. Yeah. Warren, yeah. Warren James Greenfield... As, as, as dug up a Noel Claret and Hugh uh, David Sullivan interview. David Sullivan <laughs> words, only the manager can sign players. Going forward, we're going to completely rejig it. I'm going to delegate the whole thing to a huge new analysis system, new head of recruitment, massive video analysis department. It, they've gone into that e-gaming system, Warren. What more do you want? And... Um, I mean, they've got about 10 kids playing FIFA all day long. Increase the scouting. Every player will be looked at five or six times. We won't be signing a player based on who the manager has never seen play. What happened? They hired MP and us lost some of the scouts. So I'll do well, that, 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 that's it. I don't know about the video analysis, but certainly, you know, when, Dave, when um, Big Sam was talking today, he was talking about his days and David Sullivan used to, buy these gambles and I think that's been known about before when he's hired Pellegrini who's silly us both of them their their sons became scouts there was a scouting system I think that reached seven not massive um and of course when who's silly us and what in age seven people plus freelance oh, scouts sorry. and of course when <laughs> when when they were sacked the scouting system was so um sacked with them and, and that's why we ended up with one scout uh, is it right no but but when you give it all over to the manager, you lose your whole scouting system at the same time. That's what happens when you, you hire a director of football and fire a director of football at the same time as the, as the manager. Yeah, it normally goes the other way, doesn't it? You get the director of football in, the scouting system up, everything running, and then you hire the manager in the suit. I, I know, but, but, they got, but they in this case, wrong. they were mates, weren't they? So they were fired at the same time. Yeah, well, they did it wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying it was right. Yeah. I don't defend them anymore. <laughs> Remember, John? Yes. Yeah, we, we keep saying. Uh, evening, chaps, says Michael Levy Jr., Michael oh. Levy's son. I think Moyes might have to start picking the next few sides on work rate and attitude rather than talent. Haller isn't working. His demeanour reminds me of a sulky and Elka. Um, he wants to go back to 11 players that rolled up their sleeves, will press, fight and battle for every ball and make us hard to beat. He said, that would be a team of Antonio Snodgrass from Rice at best. He loves Nobes, but he's not doing it enough. As captain, let alone a player. Desperate times, we need tenacious players with not talent, no art. He's genuinely worried, and he loves the pod and keep up the good work. GBS out. Thank you very much, Michael Levy. Joan Rutherford, who I think back in the day was known as the thinking man's crumpet. Am I right? Was that Joan Rutherford? Anyway, our scouting system and training facilities are League One standard, so we won't improve anything or survive in the Premier League unless the owners invest and radically update the whole running of the club. Rebuild the stadium as well. Mm. Not going to happen. There must be a way of moving the seat in closer to the pitch. We are in the 21st century. Uh, there is a right if you can move the seat in near the pitch but the problem that will do is because of the rake of the stand it will start blocking the view of the people upstairs at the front so that's why it has to be in that position uh, she says relegation will bring in a new squad who want to do well perhaps we will free fall into the lower leagues though shame of it is most fans are now beyond caring because the board won't invest in the club 
Nick Harvey, for me, there's no quick fix given the mess the club's in. He's got three points, though. Brady needs to go and be replaced with CEO. We need professional recruitment set up that Sullivan talked about in the interview above on Claret and Carrots and Huge, uh, talked about in February 2018, but he didn't put in place. And the club needs to abolish the OSB and enter a meaningful dialogue with independent supporters' representatives. Sullivan and Gold's role is to appoint the right CEO. Uh, he said he enjoyed seeing the journals digging the ball out finally on the Sunday supplement. Brady out. Mark Mirosev Sorgo, we need to knuckle down and support the team. As been said before, they won't consider selling before 2023. Uh, the worm is turning, Mark, so you never know. Ali Jones, nothing's too late, it's too far gone. Oh, sorry, nothing, it's too far gone, we can't change anything. The window's probably their biggest chance to show us, but all we've got is three awful interviews and the manager not good enough. Uh, they don't care and they don't know what to do. Time people saw through them. Chris Murphy, if we don't get any players in before the end of the window, we've got one today, Chris. He hopes Moyes resigned, saying the ball didn't back him. I'm not sure he picked out the checkers of that, you know. Evan Turner, civil war with brackets with a question mark. I think staying up will help alleviate it, and especially uh, some good moves in the summer. Trying to remain optimistic, and that is Sean texting me. I don't know why. Oh, I have two questions for you, fellas. How much of an impact do you think not having our Natovich up front is having this season? Uh, I think that's a big miss. We do, miss and this him, one's for Sean. Are you there, Sean? Yeah, oh, you are there, yeah. despite texting. Uh, this is one for Sean. The Daves are hitting the average male life expectancy age. <laughs> what would occur to the club ownership if one or both were to pass? He put that so politely. Sorry, you have to say that again because someone was texting me. I do apologize. All right, I, yeah, that was Ian Dale texting you. So, uh, just to, to basically, if either of them were to kick the bucket, what will happen? Uh, there are things in place. I mean, obviously, um, there are wills and, you know, both of them have got two children, Jack and, and Dave Jr. and, and Vanessa and, and Jacqueline. But but if, if uh, particularly on the Sullivan side, um, because they're still quite young, um, Jack is 19, there is an agreement. I don't want to go into too much detail on this, but, but for it, it the shares well, to be held in trust. Right. Basically, the shit will hit the fan. Super Team Shaman, Luke's dad. Their best chance of getting the fans behind the team went on Saturday. They have to buy big before Saturday's game. If not, he fears for the bald club as the fans are very angry and divided. Clark, do fans just have to get over it? Never mind the what if Erry had they not bought us, they did. They aren't going to sell us, certainly not if we go down, in brackets, which Gonzo was talking about, being the club's current status, preparing for relegation. Oh, wonder where he got that from. Feels to me like we need to support the team, sing as loud as we can, and if we go down, well, guess what? We'll still be kicking a ball. Football's not about the premiership. Too right, Clark. It's about the club and the game. The worst thing that could happen for the Daves and the club is relegation because they won't sell for much longer. Brady out. We'll always be West Ham, he finishes. Andy Dennis, 
openness and honesty <laughs> would be a start instead of using poor old porn porn whetstone and hugh sullivan to spout unrealistic propaganda just adds to the mistrust <laughs> Oh, Paul Sullivan. Uh, Whetstone. Uh, Ryan, Darlo, Sean, would you rather shave a cat and eat its fur or kick one of the Daves in the face? Uh, I'll answer that. I'd rather uh, kick one of the Sullivans in the face. Mike Hutchins, Brady out, Belinda Kakakis, evening peeps, I can't do that, oh, too much here, Belinda. In answer to the question, in the short term, to get some players in, whether that is loans or getting players back from loans in other divisions. Hello. We've lost him, haven't we? We have lost him. I wonder if he's still carrying on. <laughs> Shall we wrap it up then, Sean? Yeah. So... We've lost Nigel. We have so lost Nigel. It's... We're having still problems with our provider. Zincaster, sort your shit out. Um, so I'm going to get your predictions. So, John, your predictions for um, for Liverpool at home and Brighton at home. I think we will draw with Brighton. I think we will lose, well, George said four, so I'll say five to Liverpool. Okay. What do you think, Sean? I will go... Uh, look, we're going to lose against Liverpool. It's just by how many. I'll go 2-0 loss, and I'll go for a 1-0 win against Brighton. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too, because otherwise I think we're down. Anyway, uh, that's it. Thanks uh, for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 